Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today, our guest is John Lamont. Thank you for joining us, John. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tammy. This is uh, great. I appreciate the invite. So, John, tell us about your business. What has you passionate? All right. So, essentially, I'm a digital marketer. I, I started my business back in December, and I came into the market just wanting to offer a better service for a cheaper price and thought I could change the marketing world that way. And I realized that you know there was more wrong with the marketing world than just uh, providing a, a better product for a cheaper price. So, uh, you know, we've really pivoted and we made sure now that we're focusing heavily on the sales conversion. So we work with offline sales processes as well as online sales processes, making sure they work hand in hand. And then we focus on driving high quality leads and actually converting those leads. So we focus more on the conversion side than we do just on the marketing side. Well, that's always important because lots of people can put out all sorts of advertising and marketing, but if it never leads to an actual closed sale, what's the point? Exactly. And that's what we found. We found that anybody with a computer and a Facebook account thought that they could be a, an advertiser. And it's actually kind of hurting the marketing name. So, um, yeah, our goal is to get that trust back in in digital marketers. And uh, we are we are looking at changing the marketing landscape. Well, you're definitely very, very much needed. And with the digital marketing world, it's getting yes. bigger and bigger because your audience is absolutely everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, anybody with a phone now becomes a potential client, right? And it's uh, it's very important that digital marketing is done and done well. Uh, there is a difference between doing it and doing it well. And that's where, uh, you know, we want to make the biggest impact. And what is your family situation, John? Yeah. So I have a wife and two children. My uh, my son is 10 years old and my daughter is eight years old. Yeah. And my wife, we've been together now for, geez, I guess it's been 14 years. I know, but be careful not to blink. It goes by so very, very quickly. Yeah, you're right. So the kids must be super excited about going back to school on Tuesday. Uh, my daughter more so than my son. Yeah, he uh, he's not a big fan of going back to school. He really enjoys his time off. And, uh, you know, my daughter's more of a social butterfly, and she's just excited to get back and see her friends. So, yeah, kind of mixed reviews there. So with having your, having your kids at 8 and 10, like they're really getting to the age where – they're starting to notice money and the power of it. They sure are. Yeah, you bet. So as their dad and an entrepreneur and stuff, what are some of the things that you're noticing about your kids? Like, what are the questions that they're asking? How are they interacting with money? Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're asking a lot of questions about how it's made, how they, they ask me sometimes how much I have. And I explain to them that 
you know, there's, it's not about how much you have. It's about, you know, the quality of life that you can create with it and, you know, what you do with it when you have it. I mean, just having it is one thing, but, you know, do you invest? Do you um, put more money into your business to help it grow? Um, so, you know, they, they ask about a lump sum and I have to correct them and, and help them understand that there's just more to it than just that, right? So they are asking a lot of questions about that. They love the fact that, um, I'm home way more now than I used to be. I, I used to, I spent 14 years in construction and, uh, yeah, I was always gone and, you know, they understand that they, they really like the entrepreneurial life way more than the employee life. So I'm glad that they're picking up on that now and we're helping them understand that. And, uh, yeah, they're just really happy for where we are and that's where they want to go in the future as well. Yeah. Kids of entrepreneurs realize that, uh, it's, it, it's a very different world than, the kids of parents who have the regular nine to five jobs. A lot of the time we work a lot more hours, but we're a lot more flexible and able to be around for the things that they need and not having to ask for time off or permission from a boss to do different things with their kids. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they remember me missing some pretty big occasions. I mean, there was a two week trip where they took a drive down the coast. They went through Portland and San Francisco and they went to the San Diego zoo. And I had to miss the whole thing because summer was the busiest time for me. And I, I had to continue working. And now I'm eating breakfast with them every morning and I'm there for dinner every night. And, um, you know, I have to leave some evenings and uh, come home quite later, but I'm with them way more than I ever was. And now I can work. I could take a trip with them and work on the road. And it's something that, uh, you know, they, they see that flexibility and they just love it. Well, and, and what did what did they say when you first came home from the regular job to start your business? Like, what were some of the things that they commented on? Well, they were super excited because actually, funny enough, uh, one week from today is my one year anniversary from leaving that full time. Um, you know, I, I had businesses prior to that, but I was able to um, build systems within them and have business partners running the business for me. And then I left my job uh, September 8th, I guess it would be. Um, of last year. So when, when that day happened, it was a big celebration and I made sure I involved them in it and explained to them how exciting of a day this actually was. And so they remember that and they know that my anniversary is coming up and they continue to bring it up. But uh, yeah, they just noticed that dad was, dad was the one taking them to school now and I could pick them up from school and there was just so much more flexibility and they, they noticed immediately. Well, congratulations and happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's an exciting time. It, it is. I very much re- remember my last day of work and going, oh, I'm so glad we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So with with your bit, so were they asking questions about, OK, so you, you used to have a job and doing construction and now you're doing something completely different. Like, have you talked with them about that? Have they been asking questions about the changes and stuff like that? Like, what are some of the things that they're wanting to talk about? Because, like you said, they're at the very... Um, questioning stage at like eight and 10 or seven and nine when you, uh, left. Yeah. And I guess when I was working for the construction company, they saw the big equipment and they saw the, the plant that I was in charge of running and they knew, okay, this is what dad does. He comes here every day and he, he crushes gravel and, uh, they, they could understand that. But they, you know, with me, uh, working from the computer all the time, now there's nothing tangible. They can't really see anything. So they, they were asking a lot of questions. So I showed them and I, I show them they know my website inside and out. They've they've gone through it a few times and they just love it. They love the fact that I'm on the internet because all the people that they watch on YouTube and stuff. Well, the internet is their entire world. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they're so excited that I'm on the internet and they yeah they ask a lot of questions about what I actually do and I tell them you know it's a marketing company and um, I explain what marketing is and how important it is to every business and uh, they're just uh, really 
really excited to learn that side of the world now. So do they have any entrepreneurial aspirations of their own? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're, I mean, the transition that uh, my wife, Steph, and I have been going through with, um, you know, both of us being able to pull away from our jobs and focus on our businesses, they see that that is the way that they want to live their life. And it's nice because, you know, they get to see both sides of it and, and get to choose. It's not like they were forced to be employees their whole life and then have to learn in their adult years how to become an entrepreneur. We're giving them the option right from day one. And it's really nice. And they, uh, yeah, they're, they're starting to get a bit of entrepreneurial tendencies as well. They want to make some money and they want to learn different ways to do it. Um, you know, one thing that is important to us is that we're not just handing them money and, and getting them used to receiving money for free. So they, they need to learn to earn it. And we actually have something really fun planned for this winter where we're going to teach them how to start their own business. And one plan that we have is we're going to get them to just pick up small little snow route, maybe five houses. And the two of them will tag team it every morning before school. So when the snow falls, they'll go and collect, you know, five or 10 bucks from the owner. We'll negotiate that. But, uh, they're, uh, yeah, they're going to pick up a little snow route and learn that you can make money by, getting the client and then doing the job. And then the year after what we want to do is see if we can't get them to hire one of their friends, pick up more houses and get them to split the profit with their friends and then show them what it's like to, to start to scale your business. So these are things that we have planned for the next couple winters here. And uh, we're really excited about that. So they're going to start their own, their very own kid co. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you familiar with the story of how kid co started? I'm not actually, no. Actually, it was started by an 11 year old boy down in, uh, I think it was California. And this is quite a while ago now because Kidco is a huge construction company and stuff. Now. They are, yeah. And his 14 year old sister and a couple of the neighborhood kids. And they, there was a big horse stable in their neighborhood. And so they hired, they started their company and they would clean out all the horse stalls. So they'd have all this wonderful horse manure that they would then turn around and sell to landscaping companies for uh, fertilizer and things like that. And wow. it, it just grew and grew and grew. And it was literally started by like 11-year-old boy and his 14-year-old sister. Incredible. And and now it's, it's, it's a huge, very successful construction company. So a lot yeah. of people do not understand. Like they, they think kids don't know things or they don't have the drive. But kids are natural marketers. <laughs> They sure are, yeah, and natural salespeople. And I think you know, parents do a a bad job of um, really nourishing that and and growing that into what it could be, right? There's so many times that parents will teach their kids to just give up and not not push for more, and that's what kids naturally come out pushing for more. I mean, you tell your kid no, and they'll ask you three or four times, right? Like a very good salesperson. And uh, we force them out of that. So then when they become adults, they, they don't remember any of that and they've lost it all. Yeah. And, and for, a lot of parents aren't, aren't, don't realize that they're doing it. They're not doing it to quilt, but they're just so busy and stressed and trying to deal with everything and just having more demands placed on them by the kids that they either can't accommodate for whatever reason and they just, nope, just shut up, stop it. And yep. after hearing that for so, so many times, the kids just shut down and they, they kill that part of them. Exactly. Yep. You're right. So with their friends and stuff, do you ever overhear them talking about business or money or their entrepreneurial goals? One problem that we have is, you know, the neighbors in our neighborhood don't share the same kind of values as we do. So naturally their children don't. And, um, you know, we built a, a drop shipping account for our children well, with them. 
And uh, they were very excited. My son went out and he was telling all his friends about it and how, you know, explained how it works. We're going to buy something at a discounted price. We're going to mark it up a bit and sell it, just like anything else in the world. Yeah, capital gain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and his friend told him that he was being rude for doing that, and it actually did a lot of damage, and we had to kind of work with him to get out of that. So uh, there is a problem with um, kind of him talking about it with his friends, and therefore he doesn't do it anymore, and it's a shame. But it's kind of good that he discovered this early on, because one of the things that people have a huge problem with, and they don't understand just how much of an impact that when you go and you start being an entrepreneur, that all these well-meaning people that haven't a clue what they're talking about will try to shut you down. Like, why are you doing so something so risky? You had a nice, secure job and you got paid every two weeks. Why would you give all of that up to go do something like this? Yep. And they they hear all of these things from friends and family and a lot of people and it and it and it goes after their motivation and it and it gets the Ahmed, the internal terrorist, going, and it's mm-hmm. sabotaging them on so many levels. So as painful as it is, it's probably much better that he got it now and he's able to talk to you and your wife about, okay, this is how things actually work and stuff like that. You're right. And yeah, and we were able to, you know, he was still comfortable enough to share it with us, and we were able to kind of work with him and get him out of that mindset. And you're right, that is a a very important thing because if he held that in or didn't tell us or it happened later on in life, we might not be there to help him through that. Yeah, and he might not, like you said, a lot of people don't realize the damage that's going, because it's it's not like somebody's coming up and punching you in the face because you'll instantly deal with that. But when people take, even well-meaning, take the little swipes that it just it adds up and it adds up and it adds up and how important it is to surround yourself with positive, supportive people who know what the heck it is that they're talking about. You're right, exactly. And one of the goals for Steph and I is we want to, you know, I guess technically homeschool our children, but I look at it more as world schooling, right? I mean, if if there's a uh, curriculum on France, well, let's go to France and learn it uh, right from there. Bring a tutor with us. You know, we want to go to Greece. Let's, you know, you're learning about Greece. Let's go to Greece or China. You know, we want to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've had people in, in our I guess kind of past life, <laughs> ask us, well, who are they going to inter- interact with? How are they ever going to learn how to interact with people? And what they don't understand is that we're going to have friends who are doing the same thing and we're all going to be interacting together. Their kids are going to be hanging out with our kids and they're going to get plenty of opportunity. I mean, we're technically raising adults going through childhood and, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're giving them the best opportunity to succeed right from right from the get-go. Well, yeah, and also you're giving them the opportunity to meet different people in different cultures and see how different things happen around the world so that you get you travel and learning about new cultures gives you so much inspiration and creativity and the ability to interact with people that aren't just like you. Exactly. Yeah. So where's the, where's the first place that, that your kids want to go to and experience? Well, that's a good question. So we haven't actually uh, showed them many options. They love going to to Cancun and well, who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was raised in my summertime going to uh, Prince Edward Island, so they love doing that. So we haven't been able to explore many different areas, but uh, you know, I think once we start bringing them a little more of world geography, they'll start picking a few places. I think you know, personally, Greece is somewhere I've always wanted to go. So I think. I may kind of steer them in that direction that, you know, kind of helps sway the vote a little bit. Well, parents do have to have to start steering for the simple fact 
that the kids just don't have the knowledge or the experience to make some of the decisions to start out with. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So after the the one negative experience with the friend, uh, has has he sorted out and maybe found a few other friends or neighbors that are a bit more open or knowledgeable in the area of entrepreneurship and business? So not on, not on the block, unfortunately. No, we have friends that he interacts with and they get to talk about that kind of stuff, which is great. But on the block, no, he goes out and just plays sports with them and, uh, you know, kind of doesn't share with them a lot because I mean, the feedback is quite negative and they just, they don't understand any other side of the, of the world, right? They, they only understand their parents are employees. They're raised to be employees. Also, my parents don't want me on YouTube or don't want my face on the internet anywhere. Like this, this is the kind of input from around the block. So unfortunately, no, around the block, it doesn't happen. But luckily we do have friends who have the same values and goals as us and we get to all interact in different settings. So uh, that's great for them. Well, that's one of the things that I've just, I've discovered, like with being in the city and, and the internet and stuff like that is years and years ago, it used to be that your community was your immediate neighbors and that's what you had to deal with. Good, bad, ugly. That's what it was. But with, with the internet in particular, you're able to find your tribe in far flung ways. The people that share your values, even though they don't live next door to you. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I think the internet has really changed a lot for, for that exact reason. And, you know, we, uh, you hear all the time about wanting to limit screen time and make sure that they're not spending too much time. And I get it. You don't want them just playing video games the whole time. But I, I mean, it's a digital world we live in today, right? And you can learn a lot by playing with, with the current platforms and learning the new technology. And so we actually do encourage it. Now, again, we don't encourage just sitting there and playing video games for the whole day, but really learn these platforms and learn them inside and out and, and learn to use YouTube because it's such a powerful tool. And, you know, you're right. The Internet is just it's a weapon and you can communicate with more people. And I'm glad that the kids are able to grow up in that world and have parents like us who would kind of encourage them to do that kind of stuff because that is the way the future is going to be it's it's a digital world well yes i do believe that we should limit screen time a bit because like you said kids i i have a daughter that just absolutely loves her screen time and stuff like that and being an introvert it makes it even a little bit worse but so we do need to limit it so that they can get out and physically get active and stuff so they don't have the health problems but i think the the focus that parents need to be a lot more aware of it's not just um the time but what are they doing and where are they going on the internet? Because you can exactly. have somebody who's limited to 15 minutes a day and they're going to like hate sites and all sorts of things like this. And it starts off very innocuously. You've got a kid that, that doesn't quite fit in and they, they find a group that's toxic and horrible, but accepts them with open arms. And then there's kids that can spend hours on the internet and YouTube and they're, they're learning scientific stuff. They're connecting with people around the world and they're sharing positive ideas. So it's not so much the time. I think people need to pay a lot more attention to what are the kids actually doing, learning and interacting with. 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. So to, to finish off our little chat here, for you to feel that you have been a success as your dad, what three lessons about money would you want to make sure that your kids 100% get by the time they hit adulthood? Hmm, that's interesting. I would want them to know that there are multiple ways to earn a living. You don't have to trade your time for money and that's it. Let's say they, I mean, they're eventually going to have to learn how to 
how to make it multiple ways. And, and what I want them to be able to do is, is have multiple streams. I want one of them to have money, making money in their sleep. One of them to be, uh, you know, they have to be out hustling and, and building their business and making it that way. But then I also want them to learn um, how to invest. So I guess number two would be how to invest. Number one would be multiple streams. Number two, learn how to invest their money. And, you know, I, how, what they choose to invest in, who knows? I mean, by the time they're ready to invest, who knows what will be around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of real estate. Um, kind of on a higher level, big, big commercial buildings, uh, commercial residential apartments and stuff, um, more so than single family, but who knows what they'll, what opportunities they'll have. I just want them to master whatever it is that they're doing and be the best at it. So, um, yeah, it'd be multiple streams, investing. And then the third one would be, you know, don't be afraid to, to take a little chance, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, condone gambling uh, for them at all, but don't, don't be afraid to invest in, in yourself in your business and take a little bit of a risk and uh, put yourself out there because the bigger risk you take, the more return you could have. And so I don't want them to be afraid that if, if they lose money, that they got to continue to hang on to it and never try something ever again. Oh, those are wonderful lessons. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And once again, happy anniversary. It's a, it's a wonderful milestone for you. Yes, thank you. I'm very excited. And once again, thanks for inviting me on. I had a great time. And uh, one other thing that I didn't mention is the kids are going to be starting to read your books uh, right away. They've got a few more that they've got to tackle that we had lined up, but then they're going to be knocking off all of your books. And uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, excellent. Thank you very much. And you have a wonderful day. Perfect. Thanks, Tammy. You too. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.